Superman Legacy. So that's the official title for Superman. It's supposed to come out in 2025. It'll be the movie that kicks off the DC Universe. Um, the next movie to come after that should be the Batman film titled The Brave and the Bold. I don't know, I'm just not as excited to watch shows for this stuff, you know? We need to clearly maintain the difference between main continuity stories and what he's calling DC Elseworld stories. Welcome to Backseat Directing. Where we talk about movies, TV shows, comics, and more. We're your hosts, Andrew and Aaron. And we post new episodes every Monday and Thursday. And on this episode, we're going over some DC news. Three, two, one. Action. Seemed like you almost forgot the countdown there. No, it couldn't be me. Yeah. So anyway, Aaron, James Gunn Andrew. just earlier today posted a video detailing a bunch of news for the new DC Universe revamp um, that it came out, I think, at 3 o'clock earlier today, um, which, to be clear, today is January 31st, Tuesday. Um, and so this episode won't be coming out same day, but we are discussing it immediately after the fact. Um, super exciting to finally get some details on this, even if everything's not exactly what all of us might have imagined. Um, just to finally get some answers on the direction for the new uh, DC Universe is going to be is such a blast. What, what did you think about it overall? Yeah, we've been speculating like how this is all going to go about and how what what movies are going to come out, what shows are going to come out. We've talked about. Like what you would do specifically, yeah. what I would do specifically. And now we're kind of getting a little bit of answers of how it's actually going to be done. Um, and we have a list of exactly what's going to be contained inside uh, what, what is planned right now. And we'll go over that for you guys, for listeners, if you haven't heard yourself or if you want to recap. Yeah, let's let's go ahead and just dive right into that. And, okay. Uh, then we can kind of give our, our thoughts about each of those. So just for broad strokes, a big thing that Gunn said at the beginning of this was that um, he's going to, he thinks that we need to clearly maintain the difference between main continuity stories and what he's calling DC Elseworld stories, which is a perfect example of that is going to be Matt Reeves' Batman. It takes place in the Elseworld, or some have called it the DC Dark Label. It's an alternate universe, self-contained, and does not affect the main continuity of the universe. So he's going to clearly define the differences between these, but we do know for a fact Matt Reeves is the Batman, which just recently got confirmed to have a title. The sequel will be called The Batman Part 2. Um, those movies are in the Elseworlds, separate very, continuity. Very creative. <laughs> they, they probably thought long and hard about that one. Huh? <laughs> what should we call it? Um, but um, we are going to have a whole slate of projects now in the main continuity, uh, starting with... That technically starting with finishing off the current continuity, which means we're going to get Shazam, uh, Fury of the Gods. Then we're going to get The Flash, which Gunn said is going to reset the universe. A lot to be contained in there, but that's all the information we have for now is that it's resetting the universe. Whatever that may mean exactly, we'll come to know soon. Um, but then we're going to have Aquaman, The Lost Kingdom, and we're going to officially start the new universe as we should. We'll also have Blue Beetle. Yes, Blue Beetle, excuse me. Um, I think maybe that comes out in October, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's but, before Aquaman. Yeah, uh, but um, when we finish the current run and begin uh, what's actually going to be 
fully created under the helm of James Gunn and Peter Safran. We're going we're we're going to be starting with in terms of movies, we'll be starting with Superman Legacy. So that's the official title for Superman. It's supposed to come out in 2025. It'll be the movie that kicks off the DC universe. Um, in terms of movies, that is going to be followed by The Authority, which uh, is just this team of characters that kind of like the Guardians, I imagine James Gunn is fond of because they're lesser known. Um, they were originally created by uh, an individual who then had the rights to those characters bought by DC. So they were not originally created for DC, but they are now an own property. Um, the next movie to come after that should be the Batman film titled The Brave and the Bold. And this movie is going to star a new person as Batman, not Robert Pattinson, not Ben Affleck. And to be clear, the Superman film will star a new younger individual as Superman. And from what I understand, that's taking place in year two of Superman in his career. Um, the Brave and the Bold, however, also is not going to start out at the very beginning because we're going to start out with the Bat family. Gunn described it as like basically jumping right into the, an introduction to the Bat family. So we're going to have Damian Wayne as Robin, which comic fans might know that that's usually after the third Robin. He's, he's I consider him the fourth Robin. He comes after Dick Grayson, then Jason Todd, then Tim Drake, then Damian Wayne. So maybe Gunn is either starting with Damian Wayne, which is Batman's son as the first Robin, or he's going to introduce a whole Bat family, Batgirl, all kinds of people that already exist in that world. Maybe uh, Dick Grayson's already Nightwing. So a lot to be unpacked there with that news, but it's exciting to see Batman and Robin finally on screen together again. Um, and then wrapping up the last two movies, we'll have Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, um, which focuses on Superman's cousin, Super, Supergirl. And then we'll have Swamp Thing, a describe, he described as a horror film, um, which will be super interesting to see a superhero movie market as, as a horror. Both of those seem like they're, they might be a little bit more on the dark side, you know, like Supergirl with like that internal conflict of having to see her world, uh, Krypton be wiped out, you know, and then Swamp Thing be marketed more as like a horror film. So we're going to see kind of like different tones uh, across the movies, which I think is nice. We see different, completely different styles, which would be awesome. I think that Gunn likes to have his style. So although he'll probably want a continuous connection throughout, he'll probably let directors kind of have their run, which will be cool. Um, the Brave and the Bold is um, inspired by Grant Morrison's comic book run on Batman, one of the most famous and beloved of all time. And Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow is inspired by Tom King's Supergirl Woman of Tomorrow comic book, which Tom King's like a legendary comic book author as well. So um, it's, it's described here, Supergirl, it says that um, while Kal-El landed on Earth and he found his found family there, Supergirl floated through space, you know, with her world destroyed um, for a very long time. And before finally arriving on Earth to meet her cousin. So we're going to see, like you said, maybe like a darker story. I mean, that's kind of an ordeal for her to have gone through. So um, the, I'm very excited for the movies. But we also have TV shows to line up for you guys. Um, so we're going to have something called Creature Commandos, which I do not know a lot about. But James Gunn did say that... Um, so this is an animated show. And he did say that the something interesting about their universe is going to be that characters move back and forth between the animated and live action mediums. So they might have the same voice actor play the role in live action and they kind of are in the same continuity. So that'd be like if you watched Justice League War and then that showed how the Justice League got together and then you watched Justice League the Snyder Cut and it was 
all those same people had voice acted in Justice League War. All a part of the same story, rather yeah. than it being like the animated universe and then the live action universe. It, it could be both. It could, they're going to overset, intersect with yeah. each other. This is super unique. And what do you I think feel like about? That's it? very interesting. I'm, I'm excited to see that. Now, I don't know anything about these characters, you know, and I'm not overly excited for any of the TV shows really. Um, I feel like TV shows are kind of hit or miss with this kind of stuff, especially with like a big universe. I feel like I'm forced to watch them because I have to stay up to date on the universe, but I don't necessarily want to watch all of them. Like with the Marvel shows, like there's like one or two that I actually like and maybe only one that I would really rewatch, you know, like, uh, but with all the movies, I, I enjoyed all the movies and I want to watch more of them. Like, I, I don't know if I want that many TV shows. It gives me faith that they're coming out on HBO Max because they have done such a good job of, like, just decimating the game in TV shows. Like, just recently, The Last of Us, uh, The House of the Dragon. Um, what was the Lord of the Rings show? They had Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power shows doing really beloved by fans. Um, they had another one, HBO Max. Uh, Peacemaker came out on HBO Max, right? Mm -hmm. So, like... Every show they put out has been beloved by audiences, so that gives me some faith. But I was very disappointed to hear some of these projects were shows instead of movies. Yeah. So that some we have a few the others. The main one being which one? Green Lantern. Lanterns was the main one that yeah. really crushed me, which you, I'd love to see as a movie. When it first, when we first watched the announcement, you were like, "Let's go! Like that's awesome! I'm excited!" And then we were talking, and you realized it was a show, and you're like. Screw that. <laughs> Sometimes my brain like skips over things that people are saying. Oh, for sure. So I just hopped right past the fact that he said TV show. And then when all I, you heard was lanterns and I was like, I jumped out of my seat. But when I heard it was a TV show, it's, you know, TV shows have a lower budget. And especially for something like this with lanterns where you're dealing with like interplanetary space cops. I mean, I, for, I believe he said it's going to be a terrestrial story. So it'll all be earthbound, but still like with their power set and the kind of situations they encounter, it would just be so much better to be on a, a movie budget. But who knows? I mean, The Last of Us looks great. I mean, yeah, like you said, HBO does a good job of producing high-quality movies or shows. They put know, a lot like, into their shows, for sure. Um, I don't know if Last of Us is a good comparison, though, because Last of Us doesn't have a lot of visual effects. You they're know, doing like a lot has, of practical. Yeah. They're, they're working with the, the giant screens, like what volume is stagecraft kind of stuff for right. some of the exteriors effects. But yeah, they are definitely even writing the story in a way that keeps it more grounded. What are some of the other shows that they're coming out with? So they're also going to be coming out with Waller, which is going to be focused on Viola Davis as Amanda Waller. So we're already getting Do to Do we see care about that? I, I don't particularly. I love Viola Davis, but... Yeah, for sure. And, I, and Amanda Waller is honestly a really cool character from what I've seen of her animated content. But I wasn't, I've never been very excited by her live action appearances. I think that it's... Feels like kind of like an Agatha... Yeah, kind of thing, <laughs> I, you know, like, I, I think the interesting thing though about the announcement of Waller is we're we're seeing that Viola Davis is coming back. Is she? Yeah. So anybody from the past DC universe could be coming back if they wanted to, if they yeah, could like, bring her back. Like you said before, like the Flash is the restart, but then Aquaman comes out and he was talking as if like that's the the first step. Yeah. You know, so like. Is Jason Momoa still Aquaman? I kind of wish he would just be... They would do a new universe and maybe cast him as Lobo. I'd be fine with that. Yeah. But I think they realize they have such a talent on hand with Viola Davis, and she's still willing to come back. So I think they... Which is wild, they, right? They, yeah, like. yeah. I think they feel like it's a waste to n not utilize her, and that's kind of yeah. where, where this comes from. 
Um, but really, if anything, this should be a ta- like a basically like Task Force X, Suicide Squad, like. It, sh- it shouldn't be like Waller, if you ask me. Yeah. But do we get to see Black Adam come back in that show? <laughs> well, I mean, if Dwayne Johnson wants it to happen, maybe he can bully the studios again. Um, but we have we're also gonna have a Booster Gold TV show, which I guess fans have been clamoring for. I'm not one of the fans that have been clamoring for this, but uh, Booster Gold's an interesting character, super cocky guy who has to do with time travel. is is interesting, but um, I I know that it's the type of character that I feel like. James Gunn will glom on to. So um, then we have the Lantern Show, which we already discussed. Um, and we have Paradise Lost, which is also a TV show that's going to be focused on Themyscira, the, uh, the land where the Amazons are from in the fictional DC universe and where Wonder Woman hails from. But no Wonder Woman, right? It doesn't seem like I it. would doubt that they're going to introduce Wonder Woman in a TV show. Set place before Diana's birth. Yeah, so, like, why do I care? Series will explore the political disputes in Themyscira as different Amazons try to seize power. Does not really sound like something I would sign up for. No. like that... po- Why not do, like, a political show about Themyscira? Themyscira is awesome. Why? I mean, Amazons are super cool. Why would it be... Why would I want to see, like, them, the political aspect? I want to see them fight. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, yeah, it just seems like a lot of characters that aren't as well-known that they're kind of launching the DC universe from um which i don't know does that get people excited that aren't like big comic book fans i don't know maybe right i mean even me i don't know if i could be considered like a big comic book fan but i read comic books regularly every night and well even you're big fan of the characters in general like you watch all the animated movies and shows that have come out you know like it's a big part of your life like are people outside of that much dedication to these characters excited about all of these sub-characters that they're introducing? But I'm, what I was going to say was even me, who is excited about like all these things that maybe the general public doesn't go into superheroes as much as I do, in, in a sense. I'm disappointed in some of these announcements because I'm like, why would you choose to do The Authority when you could do Martian Manhunter or Hawkgirl? Or, you know, a Wonder Woman movie instead of Paradise Lost. Like, the, I mean, I love all these smaller characters, too. They're great. They're interesting. The, the main one that I'm happy about is Swamp Thing having a live-action movie. And the fact that it's horror is awesome. Um, but some of, to, some of it, to me, is just priorities. Like, uh, my priority would be with not Damian Wayne, but with Dick Grayson. And mm-hmm. if we're doing a year two Superman, why does Batman seem like he's on year 10? Like, why is he on his fourth boy wonder as like if superman's year two why put batman early on and have dick grayson i would like to see that relationship evolve over movies rather than do you think they're having an older batman because they have a younger batman in the outside of continuity and with matt reeves batman i don't i don't feel like that necessarily needs to play into the decision maybe it does but you know because like you don't want too much batman fatigue especially if they're kind of at the same point in their career you know but james gunn described what he's doing as an eight to ten year plan and what he described that as phase as their phase one right yeah so they're starting like too late yeah so i wouldn't start with like an older batman and then you have eight to ten years more movies like what you're gonna have i mean technically this is a younger batman i mean the last batman we saw has been doing this (laughs) for 20 30 years like 50 (laughs) Um, 
But yeah, I don't know. I just I would like to see all of them younger generation and like building them up, like for us to really get those relationships under wraps. It's cool. I'm I'm glad to see the Bat Family. I I won't take it away from them that I really have wanted to see Batman and Robin or any iteration of the Bat Family on screen, the big screen, for a long time. And if they show like a couple other people too, like the dynamic Batman, Alfred, Batgirl, Robin, like I would. I love that. Applaud them for that. I just, my favorite member of the Bat family, the extended Bat family is Dick Grayson as Robin and Nightwing. So I, I would have loved for it to be him in that role. But I think that going with the Grant Morrison run is something that fans are going to be really, really excited about. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know if this is, I don't know how to feel about this. I mean, I'm excited, but at the same time, I, I'm not. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I mean, it's similar not- to what you said. Like, I don't know a lot of these characters at all um, because I'm, I'm not as big into uh, all of the DC comics and shows as much as you have been. So, I don't know. I, I don't know how to feel about well, these. I think it's fair. And to- a lot of them kind of seem like team up movies. Yeah. You know, and like trying to get a lot of characters in, which is good too. Yeah. But I think that it's fair for you to not know yet. I mean, we're still, this is the first announcement. We're still waiting on a lot more information. Right. right? So like, like who's the cast? Yeah. Who's the we, we, we need cast members. Exactly. We need all the people that are on it. We don't really know much about the plots yet. And James Gunn said this, he has an eight to 10 year plan that him and Peter Safran are working on, but this, what they're giving us is basically their version of Marvel's phase one. And it's not even the whole thing because what was that? Three or four movies. And then like, three or four TV shows, that's not even their their whole first section of their plan. And they're yeah, clearly, like, he keeps hinting that they're building towards something, so maybe they're angling towards a villain. That could be really cool. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, with phase one, though, with Marvel, uh, we got, what, five movies? And that was it? Yeah. Uh, maybe six. But, like, with this, we're, we're already getting a bunch of projects, you know? And, like, we just saw how the, was it phase four of the MCU went? with a bunch of projects like it had great moments but it had a lot of average kind of maybe a little below average moments everyone too. feels so obligated to make all these tv shows and i really do yeah. not understand why no like uh, putting all that money effort and time into making better movies i think the idea is it keeps them relevant if they're putting out like a new episode of something every week yeah, it's kind of like, like the people social never media stop talking age. about it yeah, yeah. Like, you just have to always be putting out content. You know, volume is king. Like, that's how it is with our podcast. Like, we have to post something every single day. Yeah. You so know? They're, they're, that's what they're doing, basically, is the, the shows basically are long trailers for the movies that they want to make a lot of money. Because I can't imagine the shows make them a lot of money. We, I mean, we've talked a lot of times about how these streaming platforms calculate money. I, I, I'm sure that they're making good money on the end of subscriptions, but... They, I'm sure they would. Their catalogs would be whether these shows are on it or not. How big a difference does it make, really? At I least don't know. HBO has ads on it, right? Like you can pay to have without ads, but yeah. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like they're making money off yeah. of those ads. You know, like yeah. Netflix doesn't have that, so like, how are they justifying <laughs> paying four hundred thousand dollars for two Knives Out movies? Like, I don't know. Um, but that's something that we've talked about a lot before, but yeah, I'd, I'd rather see more emphasis on the movies, even if we get less stuff, like, I don't know. I'm just not as excited to watch shows for this stuff. You know, know this is separate, but 
I think it was like $350 million for Knives Out. But did you hear they all, I think they also paid Daniel Craig like $100 million and Ryan, John, Ryan Johnson something like 100 to $300 million to In direct. Addition? I believe so. And the, the reason being that um, now with these movies coming out straight to streaming, they don't make any money on the back end. They don't make royalties. So, like, if mm. they were to put it in the theaters, they're going to make royalties off, like, on-demand rentals, Amazon Prime rentals, back in the day, DVD sales, DVD rentals. But going straight to Netflix, there's none of that. Yeah. So, they have to pay the stars a lot more. The contracts have to have been evolving to incorporate. So, it seems like a lose-lose besides the people who are, like, in it. Seems like a good win for Daniel Craig, yeah, to get yeah. a $100 million check. But everyone else, it seems like, and maybe even for him, it's like a lose too, because maybe he could have made more money the other way with royalties and all that stuff. Made it over a longer period of time, yeah. yeah. Who knows? How, I mean, it, he's probably taxed a lot when you get a $100 million check, so maybe the royalties work out better for and him. And they don't even have the rights to the first Knives Out, so you have to go on Amazon and pay to watch That's it so there. That's so ridiculous. You know, I can't like, believe, I'm so shocked that they didn't have it like, on there. If they could have gotten that and released it like the a few weeks before Glass Onion came out, like so many people would have watched that. Yeah. You know? But we're getting sidetracked. Yes, we are. So <laughs> let's back to DC. But the, they've got a lot of stuff coming out. James Gunn said something too that interested me, which was that he wants like a continuous universe for their movies, shows, live action and animated, and video games. Video games, games. yeah. They that, kept saying yeah. video games, or he which, did. Which I thought was interesting. I mean, they they have games. The big one that I think of right now is uh, Suicide Squad versus the Justice League, because that is made by Rocksteady. Yes, Rocksteady. And it is a spiritual successor to... Uh, or maybe not even spiritual, maybe just even a successor to the Arkham series, because it takes place in that same universe. Mm-hmm. So... Is it, it probably doesn't fold in as early as that, but it's a total game changer, especially like. Dun, dun, <laughs> I didn't even. <laughs> but glad you caught that. Thank but you. the, it's interesting because will we have to play video games now in order to understand Ooh. what's happening in the continuity? Because that'll affect a lot of people if we did. I yeah. imagine it'll just be supplemental, right? Right. Which means, what's the point? In a sense. Of it being connected. That's true. If it doesn't really, yeah. Yeah, if it doesn't have an impact or add any value to it, then why do it? But the first thought that I have is like, oh, like you can participate in the universe. That How cool is that? Yeah. But like you said, like what if you don't want to play the video game? I think Are you missing out on something? Like that's kind of like it goes to the, the Marvel TV shows where it's like, do I need to watch this to know what happens? Well, some of them, no, not at all. Okay, why do I watch it then? You know, like... It's like... If if it's like the importance of watching WandaVision, like how important that was to understanding Doctor Strange, then it's quite a bit. Yeah. So... Or even Loki. I think that's going to kind of play a big role kind of moving with forward. With Kang, yeah. You know? So we'll see what effect games might end up having on animated content too. A lot of people don't have like... The motivation to to watch I like animated, animated content. content. I'm excited for that. I love it, especially to yeah. see them like go back and forth. Like we we kind of got to see a little bit of a taste of that with What If for Marvel, where some of the actors reprised their role um, and did the voice acting in What If. Um, so we kind of got a taste of how that would be. But What If was kind of like a, a side thing. Like yeah, it was very much standalone. You know, like you definitely didn't need to watch it to understand anything else. 
Um, but yeah, I think a lot of people were kind of turned off by the animation, even though the animation was stellar. It was really, yeah. It's just a different format. And you know, it's like the same thing like anime. Like anime just tells stories. Comic books just tell stories. But people will look at anime or comics or cartoons and just say, eh, it's not for me. Yeah, so there's just different a, mediums. It's another barrier yeah. to entry. So um, I think that... But maybe it's like, hey, we're appealing to more people. Yeah. You know, I, it just depends. Like, what if you like this medium, we have that medium within our universe. Come yeah. watch it. It just depends how they choose to tie it in. Is it integral? Is it supplemental? Is it somewhere in between? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting balance game that they're going to have to play. He's talking about all kinds of stuff. I mean, animated movies, animated shows, li like live action video games. That is a lot. So yeah. um, I'll be excited to see what video games, if James Gunn is having a hand in writing video games, I'll be excited to see what they have coming up. But for now, I'm excited for Suicide Squad versus the Justice League. That game should be a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. All right. Is there anything else that you want to talk about and related to the news? Is there anything we missed from that James Gunn mentioned in this video? I think that's pretty much it. You can check this out online. It's him talking about the first phase of their DC Universe, which is going to be called Gods and Monsters. Um, and... He doles out a lot of information, but there's still a lot they have up their sleeves. So definitely check it out. Yeah, I'm just curious where Batman fits within Gods and Monsters. You know? He's a monster. <laughs> what a savage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that I'm rooting for uh, Aquaman to do very good in the theaters since I have that on my team for our box office draft. Um, so... Let's go ahead and kind of plug that. That was episode 50. We have, we each drafted five movies. Um, at the end of the year, at the end of 2023, we're going to total all of the box office uh, revenue uh, for each of those movies. And whoever made the most money as a team wins. And I have Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom on my team. I've been more and more regretting that I didn't draft The Flash because I think The Flash is too big to fail. I think, it, I think they spent like 800 to a billion dollars on it and i think there's no way that they're gonna let that movie Stupid. not not make like at least 800 million dollars yeah. i think that they're gonna force it to that somehow I think, yeah i think because of all the stuff that's gonna come after this people are gonna go watch it to figure out like how do we get to this next point you know? I definitely i could have got that in the fifth round too which i is is i think probably the looking back the biggest mistake that i made yeah i mean you have barbie Ooh. I'm still very hopeful for Barbie, Ooh. but people have made me nervous about my decision. Yeah, but I would like Good. to. I'm I, glad other people. Made I wanted to have too. that. I want to have that eye. Like people are like, <laughs> like I want I want people to be like, wow, that made way more money than I thought it did, and I want to have that vision. Yeah. So we'll see if if that pans out for me. High risk, high, possibly high, high reward. reward. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, I'm excited to see how that all finishes out. I'm excited to see all this DC stuff. I'll be around. I'll definitely watch it all. Um, we'll see how long the TV shows hold my interest. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll see what other news we get. I'm, I'm excited to see who the actors are. Yeah, I think you know? that's the biggest hurdle for them to cross now. I mean, James Gunn's hard at work writing Superman Legacy. Mm -hmm. So that's a big thing is to get that plot, to get that, like, that foundation set with yeah. Superman. But the next big hurdle is going to be who is going to be Superman? Who's going to be Batman? That's coming that, out in two and a half years. That's pretty quick. I'm excited. You know, like, is the Batman part two coming out before then? Like, and they had a lot of time to kind of get the ball rolling for that one. 
Yeah, I don't know. I feel like the Batman Part Two should come out in 2024. I guess in two years between Part One and Part Two. You would think, but no, no, not much new news lately. Like I feel like Reeves should have finished that script by now. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how long it takes to write a script. I feel like these guys write scripts really fast. You know, I feel like James Gunn going through all these things, working on all these projects. Like, seems like a lot to handle all at once. I've seen people say that they like wrote a script in a weekend, and then there are people who write it over a year. Jeez. Could you imagine writing a box office hit in a weekend? I have to I have to look up to see who it was, but Crazy. it was it was like a very successful movie. It was yeah. written in a weekend. That's wild. Good for them. We can barely even get a podcast done <laughs> in a weekend. <laughs> All right, I think that kind of we talked about this a lot. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, we appreciate everyone who listened to us go on about this. I hope it was interesting to you guys because we're. So excited about this news, and we're very thankful to all of our listeners and viewers. Please make sure to uh, share us with friends and family. It helps the, the show grow, and force your family members to subscribe and like our page. Yeah, definitely. Head over to our YouTube page, Backseat Directing. We're on TikTok, Instagram, same name, Backseat Directing. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else you get your podcasts. If you like the show, give us a five-star rating. That'll help bump us up the charts so more and more people can listen and kind of join this little movie, show, and comic community that we're building. Uh, Thanks for the support, and that's That's a wrap. wrap.